Hi, this is John Biney. You're listening to TV Confidential. Well, let's hear it for him. Come on, come on out here. David, tell me, why is it that some people could tell a joke and some people cannot? Uh, many of my friends who were screenwriters in the... Uh, uh, earlier years are now teaching screenwriting, and this sort of gets to a, a similar thing. Because uh, there's some disagreement in the field about this, whether funny can be taught or not. I'm of the opinion, and there are many people who agree with me and others who don't, that it cannot in one sense. That is, if you are funny, you are funny. If you are not funny, you cannot be made funny. However, if you are funny, you can learn to be funnier. You can learn to do your craft in a more professional inspired way. So in the same way, I think uh, for civilians, you know, you either know how to tell a joke or you don't, and the comedy principles, many of which are mentioned in the, the book, those either are intuitive or they're not. And you, you know, you just get people who screw up jokes all the time. And by the way, I may point out that I think I have a fairly good grasp of comedy, and I am terrible at telling jokes. I can't remember them, and then I screw them up. So there's not a always a direct connection between being funny and being able to tell a joke. Well, maybe it's, I mean, first of all, I don't feel so bad when you, when you just said that you can't tell a joke. I like to think that maybe I'm not a funny person, but I'm an, I, I know how to entertain people, at least within the confines of this program. I mean, I, I like to think I have a sense of what works and what doesn't work. And when I read a joke such as, well, one of the jokes you list in front of the book is, is one of your favorite jokes. Unfortunately, the punchline is such that, that we cannot – it contains a word that we cannot say on the air. But when I read it, I fell out of my chair laughing. Um, and, but if I were to tell the joke, even if I memorized it by heart, I would screw it up. Yeah, well, it happens. I mean, actually, if I memorize a joke, then I can tell it pretty well. Yeah. But for some reason, my brain resists that. It's a, you know, and there's a, a different area of uh, neurology, which I actually do go into in the book, but it's an area I have not talked about, which is memory, because you know, I can still remember the starting lineup for the 59 Chicago White Sox, but I can't remember the joke I heard last night <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you the same question, only from a different angle. There's some performers who are very funny off-camera, but when uh, the camera rolls, their attempt to portray humor comes across a lot more forced. And so, therefore, they're not funny on film, even though they are funny when they're you know, at a cocktail party over lunch or whatever. I mean, uh, is, that, is that just a difference in the skill set, or are they just trying too hard? I think it depends on the person. It's a fascinating topic, which is the relationship. Well, actually, it's one of the key elements of my book is uh, the relationship between comedy and drama. And uh, spoiler alert, I say there essentially isn't, uh, which isn't very helpful, but, of course, they do have very different reactions. So there's a mystery at the heart of comedy. But getting more to your question, I think almost all actors, both dramatic and comedic, would say that comedy is very hard. And many of them will say comedy is harder than drama. You see a lot of dramatic actors who, are, who fail at doing comedy and a lot of com comedic actors who do very well with drama. You know, look at Don Rickle, one of the most very – you can love him, and I think he's terrific, but – He's very superficial. I mean, he just has one shtick. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think someone like that would be a great dramatic actor, but when he came into the, in the movies in the 60s, he was spectacular. Absolutely. He was wonderful. And there was no hint of the comedic rickles anywhere. He just did a great job. So uh, there are so many examples. Ed Wynn comes to mind, too. He was able to do dramatic roles. 
So it's a, I think it's a skill set, but I have had some experience there because Police Squad, which you mentioned, and I'm sure six of your listeners know, uh, it was a uh, series in the uh, 80s that came out after the movie Airplane, mm-hmm. uh, which was done by uh, the Zucker Brothers and Jim Abrams, and they tried to sell their next movie uh, uh, to be a cop movie, and it wouldn't, they couldn't sell it. So they said, screw it, we'll do it for TV, and that's what Police Squad was. It was essentially Airplane uh, on TV with cops. And the lead, as he had been a supporting player in the movie, was Leslie Nielsen, who had been a romantic leading man in Hollywood for 30 years. And uh, as far as I know, Airplane was his first really straight-out comedy role, aside from some romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And he killed it. And then he did the lead in a, in a series, and he killed that, too. He was a spectacular by doing nothing. The whole idea was to not be funny. And you have to not be funny in a funny way. And he did it. I'll give you one other example. A friend of mine's a very prominent director in Hollywood, a TV director. And he did a series, I will not name the name of it, but it was one of the top two or three sitcoms of the uh, 80s. And the female lead, it had a comic, a male comic as the lead. And the female lead was and is a wonderful actress, just great. And she did a wonderful job in this show. She was hilarious. I spoke to him, and he said... There is no less funny person on the planet. <laughs> she is utterly incapable of getting a joke or telling a joke or even having much of a sense of humor. What she is is an actress. And if you tell her this is how you do the line, this is the attitude behind it and the character behind it, she'll nail it. And she did. If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, you may qualify for a free continuous glucose monitor system. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM systems can automatically manage your diabetes better for you. And by using a CGM system, you can eliminate forever one thing most people with diabetes hate the most, finger sticks. Now it's possible to manage your diabetes better, end the painful finger sticks, and get a new CGM monitoring system at little or no cost to you. We even provide in-home delivery and do all the insurance paperwork for you. Now is the best time to manage your diabetes better and get your continuous glucose monitor. Call now for details. 800-716-1587 That's 800-716-1587 Paid for by U.S. Med. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.